This episode is brought to you by the generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we want to give a big thank you to our patrons, Kate, Prostaskius, Leroy, Tiana, Jeremy, Jacob, Cheryl, Falangor, Spike, Chris, Konohamaru, Booyag, Starry, Red Dead Coquette, Keith, Logan, Punch and Potato, Jen Solo, Rajar, and Eric. Thank you again for helping us to put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now, on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fine episode of inspiration point <laughs> i'm andrew and i'm adam i i drew a blank there not gonna lie you know I it's was fine like, uh, uh. i like that you know we we set expectations accurately on this show um, I, fine is one of those one of those words that i actually really like because it can both mean very very good things and then like in that same breath it can mean the most mediocre of things. Like if you say fine dining, it's right. like, ooh, you're talking about like the business. Yeah. But you talk about how you doing today, sweetie? I'm fine. She ain't fine. <laughs> ain't no fine hey, going on. Or, hey, honey, I'm going out with the boys. Fine. <laughs> fine. Oh, you're dead. You're I, dead I meat see. is what see. you are. I have uh, committed some egregious sin. Um, I kid. I, 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 I can never get that. I always get, okay, have fun, dear. Like, honestly, I'm like very, me lucky. too. <laughs> me too. We got, we got a good wife. We got a good wife. They're, they're like, sure. The, the more you're out of here, out of my face, the better. They, uh, they, man, <laughs> they're just like, thank goodness you can go talk about this stuff with somebody who understands and also like wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, not, not to throw any shade but at the same time like you know some people are just not gamers and you know there there's only so much that i can put my wife through before i'm like okay even i understand at this point <laughs> like she just she doesn't care Listen, and she honey. shouldn't have to right yeah like it's you christmas know? eve but you know i really want to go uh, play D and D with my ex girlfriend. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> no, obviously, <laughs> my goodness, y- your wife I should never am- have to be that cool. <laughs> nope, nope. Um, Man, I can't imagine what kind of mental lapse it would take for me to even consider doing something that you know it it depends on how hard she hit you with the frying pan last week right you know so that might be with the the mental i do have like i do have this like really nice like 14 inch cast iron that like (laughs) that's sucker's good for home defense baby yeah yeah the the tangled weapon of choice oh man oh in that movie when you see him get his bell rung by her swinging that pan, like she does like a full follow through oh, across yeah. her entire oh, yeah. body. I'm like, his dome would be splattered <laughs> all over the floor. What if that like, was the movie, right? Just, <laughs> just cracks his head open like a melon. And he's just like, it's just this murder scene. And then like mother Gotham comes in and she's like, you have done well. <laughs> you have progressed the next phase of your development. You know, oh my goodness. Like train up a child in the way they should go. <laughs> All right. Just like we practiced. I know. And, and like follow through. Frying pans are one of those things that, you know, aren't going to get banned anytime soon and yet are still very effective. Oh, um, man. Also, probably a pretty good shield like that cast iron thing that you have. It's probably going to block something. You know, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. You hold that up in front of you and it could be a pots and pans robot. <laughs> you totally could. You just strap them all over yourself, like clanking all over the place. You will not look cool. You will be very uncomfortable. Oh my god! It's effective. It, 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 it Buster Scruggs and that when that banker comes running out, covered in pans and like metal and stuff, and like with his gun. 
That's so fantastic. I forgot about that part. Yeah. He just, like the guy's trying to like rob the bank and he's like, I'll be right back. And he comes out <laughs> like full oh pot, the night of pots and pans and just has a, a shotgun <laughs> just chasing. Uh, I think, I think that was in the James Franco one. Uh, oh, where that man. meme comes from first time. Oh, <laughs> uh, the, the only thing, or I shouldn't say the only thing. The thing I remember most from that movie and like to to stay away from spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it because you ought to go watch it. It's really great. That's right. All I'm going to say is the saloon table. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. That's right. The beginning. (laughs) Yep. It sure is. I was like, that's how you start a movie. Oh, man. Like, I definitely did not see that coming, right? I, I really uh, didn't. Really good stuff. And then we get a musical number right after. It's um, what a stupendous flick. Yeah, really, really enjoy. I need to go back and watch that one again. Um, How are things, man? Yeah, so uh, doing some more class. Uh, you know, this week for the uh, D&D slash interactive storytelling class, um, I've really been drawing a lot more from fate to do like Ooh. basic role play exercises to get them into that. So like with their like you remember the simplified characters I've done before. It's like, oh, sure. This time it was much more like like I was literally calling them aspects. Right. We, nice. We didn't get into like, you know, any stunts or any even skills. We didn't do that. Um all I did was I said, you know, just give me the high concept, your flaw, bond, and ideal. So I kind of mm-hmm. like fused a couple of ideas from games together. And then I said, and give yourself a special item, right? Whatever mm. that is. Right. And so, so how's that gone over? So it went really well. And it was like, Ooh. okay, learning basic role playing character creation in like five minutes. Yeah, and, and because a lot of them don't have that baseline, everything needs to have six ability scores and modifiers and math. You know, yeah, they're just like, oh, sure, yeah, it makes sense that my wizard would have plus five in spellcasting, but probably minus two in weightlifting, right? Yeah, like so. It's just that was the whole system. It was like, okay, here's the aspect. If it makes sense, you'd be really good. Plus five. If you're just okay, maybe two or three. Um, if it there'd be no effect either way, zero. If you would suck, probably minus two, something like that, right? It's just like, you know, just like you do with fate where you're just kind of negotiating what makes sense. Absolutely. And, and then all they would do instead of rolling the fate dice, because I just I only have so many, um, I would have them just roll a D twenty, just a D twenty mm. and just say the target the DC is always fifteen, right? Mm. that would that was the easiest way to think about it and you know he's still allowed for like partial success and failure and stuff like that oh yeah yeah but like just to make it easy you know unless the task is like just really crazy impossible you it's just 50 and you're always mm. trying to get that number and that made it you know for it for playing for a 30 or 40 minute exercise that's plenty oh yeah so you know i i've seen just a really a lot of positive uh, feedback from that like i've gotten a lot of like written comments and stuff from kids when i ask them to write reflections and stuff to you know they Ooh. say they say stuff like i didn't know that i would like this and it was weird at first but as i continued i really started to enjoy myself much more than i realized that i would Ooh. and i'm looking forward to doing it again and so that was really cool did you have any any standouts I'll be honest, uh, a lot of the time while they were uh, doing their role play, I used to, <laughs> I got some paperwork done. <laughs> ah, fair uh, enough. But, um, you know, I would say right now, a lot of their stuff is just very chaotic from from mm. my observation. Uh, there's a I lot- remember last time you mentioned that they're yeah. uh, they're a bit on that end of the spectrum. Yeah, there's a lot of I want to make everything my pet or I'm playing or I'm a murder hobo like or some combination of it. So standard D&D. So standard D&D. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Who are we, who are we kidding? We're not right? we're not kidding anybody. Um, But they're they're starting to really catch on to stuff. I think next week I'll start talking more about like mechanics and stuff. Um. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the things I've been going over is uh, kind of a simplified story structure, Mm. you know, so like on the first day, it was like, okay, let's talk about what you learned in grade school, beginning, middle and end. 
right? Yeah. Because even the DMGs, like, it breaks down your plot for your first, like, outline, like, beginning, middle, end, right? Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. It's just, well, what do we mean by beginning, right? And what do we mean by middle and end? So it's because it's not just enough there, but we, we started out with, uh, you know, once upon a time statements, right? Oh yeah. And, uh, they start to, then you just make them do it. You just make them write, And then you ask them questions and they share a little bit and then you make them write another thing. And then we do some thinking and some brainstorming. They shout some stuff. I write it on the board. I make them write some more, you know, that's pretty much how it goes day to day. Nice. So I like that. The thing I have Man, to prevent I'd myself from doing class. Yeah. Uh, no, I think a lot of kids are into it because it's just like, number one, it's like so different. Yeah. And Any, anything in school that is, that hits that level of difference, it, it'll always kind of just grab the kids, at least at first. Right. I'm, we definitely peak some, some curiosity. Whether or not we we get lifetime converts to the to the hobby is is a different matter, but you know, sure, almost everybody passes through it and goes, you know, that was cooler than I thought it was going to be, <laughs> right? Which right. I'm like, thank you. Um, yeah. So in in the, I don't at, think that needed a question mark. <laughs> I think and, that. Thank you. Thank you. There that, you go. Um, the other thing is the the administration. My bosses still really like it because they see a bunch of reading and writing, right? And well, the, the, it's the, not like it's not there, the, right? It's there. It is there, right? And so, um, there's there's a lot to make everybody happy. I had my uh my evaluation at work today, and it was very very Ooh. positive. Yeah, and, well done. And so and the, there's some some room for improvement, of course, but uh, you know a lot of I mean, it comes from. Always- a lot of the positivity comes from uh, this class and esports, right? Yeah. Like, I don't sit down and she tells me, let me tell you what a great job in economics you're doing. You know, like, oh, they're just like, oh, yeah, you do that. Thanks for making sure that kids can get that credit. Anyway, let's talk more about D&D. <laughs> this is the this is the, the universe we live in. Right. You no, know, it's great. Or I'm just not a very good worse. econ teacher. That could also be possible. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, I mean, we don't need to, we don't need to tread that. We don't need to path, unpack that. <laughs> I'm like, man, that, that could go away. I like how like low key Andrew is like, uh, man. Um, yeah, that's probably true. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. I wasn't, but that is funny. <laughs> but that is funny. Yes. Um, I've heard you talk econ. I think. You know, I think the fact of the matter is that uh, there's just not that much to talk about when it comes to econ. You know, you look at econ (laughs) and you think, you think, you know, does this really need to be something that people learn about for months? Not really. You could fit it it a week or two. Yeah, you could put it on a napkin, honestly. Maybe on a weekend. (laughs) All right, kids. Supply and demand. People want stuff, you sell that stuff. If people don't want your stuff, you're not going to have much luck selling it. Boom. Econ. Econ. Now let's go talk about some D&D. Let's talk about D&D. Exactly. Yeah, when you're right, you're right, Andrew. You know, what can you I know, tell you? It's just a very overblown thing. It. That's what I've been trying <laughs> to tell everyone for so long, and nobody wants to listen to me. Well, remember, you know, kids, the only reason why I bothered to learn econ in the first place was so that I could make D&D more interesting. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, it is what it is. Boring. Speaking of. <laughs> <I'm just> the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I actually have a pretty good econ class this quarter there. I made a mistake today and they were like correcting me. I was a little embarrassed. Um, oh man but you know, so i asked the chemistry teacher hey do you ever like screw up and they point it out and then you realize they're right he's like oh yeah i mean not a lot but it happens so i felt a little better <laughs> i'm a chemistry teacher i don't mess up <laughs> no man so that was nice of him to lie to me <laughs> it that's all that's always great isn't it i uh, you know yeah. for me full disclosure all hyperbole aside, I I remember taking econ when I was in high school, 
and mm-hmm. we had a we had a good we had a really good econ teacher he was a guy who was pretty fresh out of out of college um you know maybe within the past you know five years or less um so you got that sense that you know he felt younger closer to being a peer than than you feel a lot of teachers are when when you're that age mm-hmm. um and yeah. i actually did really enjoy that class i yeah. i i actually found econ very very interesting we did the uh like the stock market game uh-huh. um yep and we'd all start with i want to say we got like um like several thousand like fake dollars to invest and then you basically go for a whole quarter and you're buying and selling and you know try pretend trading to see who can make the most money and i actually i think i won uh the little contest that our class was doing and i i made like if i'm remembering right i think i made around like what was it? He like four million dollars or something. What? Like, like what the I I think I think we originally. I want to say we originally started with like fifty thousand. Oh, so okay. like okay. so you had a good little I, chunk. To I thought start you with. had changed four thousand into four million dollars, and I I was like, oh, <laughs> you're in the wrong business, my. I was like, what are you doing here? For, I mean, still kind of, what are you doing here? But the other part was like, I think your teacher had a broken game. Oh, but yeah, if you're all you're doing is like following the the stock market trends uh, and then just saying, okay, you bet on Coca-Cola and this is what happened. I mean, that's totally fine. Right. Right. You know, and that's probably what he did. And I and that's kind of what I was doing. It was like, you know, you get a bit of Pepsi, you get a bit of Coke, you get a bit of Nike, you know, and then you just put your eggs in a lot of baskets. Yeah. Diversify, man. Diversify it all around. Look at me. I'm using I'm using uh, I'm using grown up. Diversify your portfolio, kids. <laughs> I hear it's the this thing episode of Inspiration Point is brought to you by boredom. <laughs> something, something <laughs> IRA. <laughs> as long as you have oh, a minimum, minimum one million dollar portfolio. Can you tell I used to listen to conservative radio sometimes? Oh, man. It was like, it's so funny. Like the commercials were always like, here's where to like put your gold. I'm like, yeah, uh, man, I don't, you're, I don't have anything. <laughs> you're a member. You remember those, those, those old commercials that you'd hear on, on the radio or on TV sometimes. Yeah. For the, the, the cash for gold, cash for places. Gold. And I was like, like, I look around and I go, are is this a thing that people have? Like people just have gold laying around that yeah. they need to go get like swapped out for cash. Like, well, that, I, I think it's like old jewelry you don't want, right? You know, stuff yeah. like that. Like you inherited grandma's, you know, old jewelry box and she's passed on and like you have nothing to do with all this. And it, you're just like, whatever, get this out of my face, but I don't want to take it to a pawn shop, you know, or I don't want to like, yard sale gold right i mean i i guess but there but there's enough of those people to make you know getting that commercial on tv and stuff worthwhile oh, oh like, no yeah they, they yeah and it, it's a lot of like elderly people and preppers you know that kind of yeah, thing i guess that, you know the way i see it is you can invest with the assumption that society is going to continue for a while, or you can invest in things assuming that it's not going to continue. And so, you know, I just assume that society is largely going to keep going. You know, COVID mm. was weird, but for the most part, life's pretty uh, mundane and boring around here. So if anyone uh, would like to give me their uh, U.S. American dollars, because, you know, the value of it is made up anyway, uh, you know, please... Uh, Subscribe to Inspiration Point at the ten thousand dollar a month level at the God King level, (laughs) God King level, and you know we will take all those things off your hands uh, in exchange for something really tangible, uh, which is uh, the noise out of our mouths into your ears. That's right. That's right. You know, (laughs) it makes me think of um, you. Remember, you remember all those those stupid. the thumb yes. movies from back yes, in the day. The the, bo- yeah. the, the Steve Bodekirk. Yeah. 
the uh um, yeah like thumb wars and th- thumb tannic thumb thumb tannic when the the thumb that plays i think it's rose the the yeah the girl where she's just lamenting being rich and she's <laughs> just going on and on and on about how she wants to like live in a broom closet <laughs> and like oh it's such a burden to have all this wealth and like and then the just, maid is like like, I would pack myself an excrement if I could just make it one degree warmer. You know? Like, and, I know. Oh, man. I need to go back and watch those and, movies. And, those and, then, and then she's like, I do so wish to be poor, except for all do, those things. Except for all those things. I do so wish to be poor. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Yeah, what I had like a, a box treasure. set of them when I was in high school so it was non-stop laughter with me and the boys you know and so yes yeah i had thumb wars thumb tannic the god thumb the god thumb and uh bat thumb oh man and uh they, these were these were fantastic movies you know <laughs> on a, they're probably all just on youtube right now i would imagine oh i'm sure you know they've got to be somewhere free and available I, I remember just like remembering those movies like they were the funniest things and then, like, my my wife's family, when I was first getting to know them, like, they had no idea. They had never seen them. And I think I overhyped them as I, oh. I finally got them to sit down and watch it. And I put, like, Thumbtanic on thinking, you know, I'm going to I'm going to hit them hard right in the beginning. And <laughs> like, there was nary a chuckle. It was uh, just swing and a miss. It was oh, a swing and man, a miss. They, hurts. It hurt real bad. They were like, this is not funny. There, and there was another time this where I like stupid and you're stupid for like, <laughs> I did. I felt stupid. I was like, I oh my gosh. Uh, and then I hyped up dumb and dumber, uh, cause my wife hadn't seen it. Mm. And then I finally got her to sit down and watch it. And she didn't crack a smile the whole time. And I, I think I just gave up halfway through. I was like, just never mind. You obviously hate this. Let's just do Man. something else. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I gotta say, and we can, Man, we've been doing this for 25 minutes. This yeah. is insane. This is what we do. Um, I, this is I why got, the people come. I sure hope so. Because uh, <laughs> this is what they get. Yeah, uh, that's right. There's, there is this new, there's this new show on Netflix. They release, you know, as they do, they release a whole season mm-hmm. in one shot. Um, it's this little five episode show called Kunk on Earth. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Have I you watched it? I think you talked about this during one of our recordings, didn't you? I I didn't or, think I, or, I did. Yeah, I thought you did. Uh, oh, I've, man. Maybe we were just talking. Maybe you told me like after or something. Anyway, oh. uh, I've seen them and uh, they're that pretty show, funny. That show is a freaking treasure. I tell the, you what. Those first I couple of episodes were like side splitting. Oh, and man. But I, I did notice that there was kind of a drop uh in quality as it continued as it it seemed like she was stretching more and more to get jokes out of things oh um, man i but it, the beginning was like just a home run i just you know you have a you have an edible you sit down and oh well in that you case just <laughs> you just if you got that oh my god though <laughs> i don't know how you i that one time you know, when when you shared with me, I was like, like when I, we were watching TV, I was like, I can't, en- I don't enjoy any of this. Why does anyone watch TV? TV sucks. Those yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are like the thoughts that were going through my head, man. That, I, that's that's because you didn't want to listen to me tell you. You know what? Maybe do like half of this. You know, and you're like, ah, it'll be fine. And you just pop the whole thing, and I'm like, well. We're with the duration now, baby. And then I, then I was like, I'm thirsty and I want to go to bed. But all that was that came out of my mouth was like, (laughs) I, you know, I, I will say from my perspective, I saw you laugh so hard and so much about so many things. Like that was no. Yeah, at first it was like fun, and then it wasn't. It was it was weird. Oh um, man, it was good times. Good times. So yeah, good times. Um, anyway, <laughs> what do you got tonight, anyway. man? 
Um, all right. So we're looking at uh, something I went over with my class. Uh, we've talked about the uh, 12 stages in the past. Uh, the 12 stages of the hero's journey. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the thing I've been turned on to now is the Dan Harmon's uh, story circle. Um, mm. Have you seen this? I have not. But you are familiar with Dan Harmon. I, I know I know who Dan Harmon is, like Harmon Quest. And yes, he, he was like in uh, he was one of the guys behind Community, right? Correct. He was the main vision the behind dude. Community. Yeah. He wasn't the sole writer, but he was like... And when he gets fired from the show, um, there's a there's a noticeable drop in quality for the next like season or two. And then they bring him back on and it's a little bit better. But by then, the magic's kind of gone Didn't out the they window. actually try to like treat the season that he wasn't there as if like within the show's canon, they try to treat it as if that season didn't happen. I, I don't quite remember uh, because I, 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 th- like I think I had quit out because like mm. he left the same time that uh, Chevy Chase left. And as I understand, they like hated each other. Oh, um, no. And, and so, uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, he also is, of course, the main guy and voice actor behind Rick and Morty. Um, so just in case you mm. weren't familiar with that, um, I. I did. Oh, yeah, because there was this there's a big, you know, there's been all the was it the lawsuit or something recently with him and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I knew I was seeing his name around for something. So so Harmon is a complicated guy. OK, sure. But this circle is very simple. And so we like simple. We like simple tools that we can easily wrap our head around. Yeah. And he does know his stuff. I think a lot of the content that he makes ends up becoming really popular and then that forces it to like sort of last too long. Mm. And and then he kind of like, I don't know if he loses like mojo or if the the money gets to him. I'm not sure what it is, but something kind of happens and the show probably should have ended two seasons before it did, Mm. you know, overstays its welcome. Yeah. A lot of the, those things kind of overstay. Um, which is why I think he would be amazing at like films. Right. So I want, I would like to see him do more of those things. Has he not, you know what? I'm not sure. Has he I'm been a, TV only? That's interesting. To, I'm going to, I'm going to check this. I am DB Dan Harmon. All right. Let's find turns out. out that he's done like tons of movies and they're all just like, like horrible bombs, like <laughs> one after the other. All right. The TV series, uh, there was a TV series, uh, called laser fart that he did. Apparently. Well, we're off to a good start. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. He also did his, uh, Harmon town podcast series, uh, which is actually really interesting. Uh, there was a short music video, uh, music video, video music video for, uh, run the jewels. Oh mama. Uh, I don't know what that is. It looks like it might be a Rick and Morty thing. Um, bunch of Rick and Morty stuff. Yeah, I'm not seeing any films. Ah, interesting. So untapped potential. TV, 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 TV. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it'd be a good good thing to try. I don't know. You should write um, him a letter. Sure. Hey Harmon, <laughs> stay away from TV. You suck at it. Do movies instead. <laughs> He's Love amazing at TV. Point. I just think that he could uh, do even better. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to go over the Dan Harmon story circle with you. Okay. Um, because instead of 12 stages, we have eight. Ooh. Okay. So that's always nice. And it's put in like the most basic form possible. So stage number one is you, me, you, Andrew, establish the protagonist. Um, so Who this you is, is, this is our regular stuff. This is our exposition. This is our introduction. This is our neat little jingle as we do the pen over the scene to learn, uh, you know, what the, the normal world is like. Mm. Okay. So once cool. upon a time, there was a, what Andrew, you tell me there was an Ursu cub. Oh, man, see, right out the gate, this guy. Boom, you see that? And if anyone wants to know what an Ursu is, they're going to have to go in our backlog and check some previous episodes. Um, Anyway, an adorable little domesticated bear. Um, 
So you don't have to go back. So you don't have to go because I just covered it. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Okay. It's about a baby Ursu. Now, where does the Ursu live? In the big city. In the big city. Okay. And what's his day-to-day look like? He goes out and he roots through trash looking for food. <laughs> okay is he is he happy about this is he having a good time or he loves he, it oh he loves it okay loves fantastic it. <laughs> great I, I am i'm trying to lean really hard into like when the first idea that pops in my head no that's great i, I love it i, I think go it's with great. It. i'm i'm working hard to not second guess i was because i was thinking oh maybe he doesn't i was like nope my first instinct was, yep, yep. he's like don't a pig ha- and slop, baby. We don't have time to edit, <laughs> so let's just keep nope. going. Okay, uh, stage number two, uh, need. So something isn't right. Something, uh, there's some sort of problem cropping up. What's going on, Andrew? Oh, my God. Uh, problem is uh, folks are starting to recycle more <laughs> and a lot of the things that were his favorite things to find and play with. Cause he doesn't actually root through the trash for food. He roots the, through the trash to find things to play with, but oh, okay. all his favorite things to play with that did get thrown out in the trash. Don't anymore. They get don't. thrown out in the recycling and he hasn't quite figured out that all the things he likes have gone into the recycling. So, so he's just, un, he's unaware of what that is, right? Yeah. He just okay. knows that all the stuff he likes, it has been disappearing okay. and it's causing him distress. Okay. So he knows that something isn't right and he knows he needs to go do something. How does, what does he figure out that he needs to go do? He's got to figure out where all his stuff is going. Yeah. So what's his first clue that, that, tips him off as to begin his journey <laughs> the stuff he likes isn't in the trash anymore <laughs> well, okay yes but now he's got to go somewhere right mm. does he like catch a glimpse of one of his favorite things getting loaded up onto something Ooh, that's a good idea so like maybe maybe he accidentally oh so he sees a recycling truck go by and some stuff falls out of it. And it's some of the stuff that he likes. Mm, so, he, so, so he sees the big blue, you know, symbol. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm a follow that. Yeah. Right. OK, so that's going to take us to stage three, which is go. <laughs> yeah. So, so he needs to cross the threshold. He needs to leave the alleyways of his choice and follow the truck. Now, the truck's probably a little faster than him, I would imagine. Yeah, but it makes frequent stops. That's as true. The, as the little sign on the back of it would would tell anyone who could read, but he's a little bear and he, he can't, can't read. read. Right. Maybe it goes just over the hill and he thinks, I'll never catch up. <laughs> I'll never catch up. <laughs> and it's actually stopped and he just, he just gives up for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, man. If he only knew. <laughs> but he can't read. So. He's, oh man or he tries to chase it and he expects it to be like super far away and he crests the hill and it's like boom right there and he's like oh geez <laughs> i didn't expect it to be like right there so suddenly he looks around and he realizes that nothing around him is familiar there's mm. only one way to go follow the clues right follow we can clues. only go forward at this point okay so we have to go through that point in our return so uh, now we go to stage four, the search, also known mm. as the road of trials. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, so he he's going to have some stuff happen to him where he's going to pick up clues and stuff. So what are some of the things that our, our hero is going to experience? Hmm. Hmm. First thing. I'm drawing a blank. Nothing, huh? I'm drawing a blank. I, I was firing on on all cylinders and now I'm out of gas. Okay. So. He needs someone to have his inner monologue with, right? So let's oh. l- let's have him meet like a stray cat or something. Yeah. Okay? So we need we need to get some we need a quirky cat uh, cast of people to put uh you know famous actors that we can you, you know <laughs> milk every ounce of worth out of them that's, uh, before that's before right they, they fall into irrelevancy. Um. So <laughs> let's let's get a couple of them. Uh, let's see. Uh, we need to find another buddy. So maybe a dog. 
huh? or a squirrel or perhaps a skunk or mm. uh, an abandoned uh, child. <laughs> I, I I like I like the idea of the skunk. Okay. Or oh, here we go. Even better. Because he likes poking around where things get thrown out. What if it's an what if it's a possum? A possum. Because, hey, because there you possums go. are gross. <laughs> and you, you could do like a ratatouille thing where you take this creature that is like objectively vile and try to redeem it. <laughs> you could do that with the possum because possums are objectively vile. <laughs> And so revolting. true. Yes. I hate them. so true. And, and you know, maybe we also make an, an enemy on the way. Maybe the, the dog catcher, you know, is is uh trying to find them like in Madagascar three. Man. Um, or or perhaps, you know, there's a big uh dog that is like stay away from the fence, right? Or something. You Man, know? do you do you think that that like Back in the day, you know, in in the era of Saturday morning cartoons and stuff um, that like that people who were actually dog catchers, like got given a a really hard time because of the stigma that cartoons put on them. Like, oh, I've seen you. I've seen you people in 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 the cartoons. You're always super mean. We don't like you. You're a terrible I don't think there person. even are dog catchers anymore. I think it's literally just like the parks department and then like animal control. It's just some high school kid who's doing yeah. it as his it, like. Exactly. Yeah. After. It's just some just, kid that just like go wears catch gloves. problematic animals <laughs> because I don't because that's what a 15 year old ought to be doing for money is, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I've I got I, a I assume possum like, in my kitchen. Yeah, it's just like some government worker that's like, here we go again. And like their their big training is, okay, wear gloves. Wear gloves. Very <laughs> thick gloves. You I have no idea. Maybe it's very involved in in a uh, if you if you know either way because you yourself are a dog catcher or animal <laughs> control person, uh let us know by joining our Discord at a, the least the $1 level. Could you um, imagine if an actual <laughs> dog catcher like joined the? I, I know I'm about to have my eyes open to like the the big great world of of dog catching. One of our patrons are going to be like, I've never heard anyone speak so ignorantly about a profession, <laughs> except for except for all those mentions in the cartoons. <laughs> I thought we were past this, th- but clearly. It's 2023. Okay. It's 2023. <laughs> Stop dog catcher shaming. And also the fact that the idea, the temerity that they would only catch dogs is the so backward. Unmitigated gall <laughs> of some people. Those people being us. I mean, you know. Eventually, our friend the Ursu, uh, with the help of his uh, new friends and overcoming the various challenges that have befallen him, finds what he's looking for. He <sighs> finds the thing being taken into the recycling plant, and he finally catches up with it. What happens? He gets there, and he realizes that that's not what he actually wanted. Ah, yes. So, in stage six... That is take. So it, he's going to pay the price. He gets what he's looking for, but he's not happy for some reason. It's not that fulfilling. Mm. He realizes it's not what he wanted. What does he really want or what does he, he need? He wanted friends because he was so yeah. diving. Yes, exactly. He needs friends to, to dive with. Right. Yeah. All right. And so. But now he's in trouble because he and his friends are caught by the people at the recycling plant. And now they're separated. Oh, no. The local recycling plant dog catcher found them. And he's being driven back to his side of the town. Oh, no. All is lost. But then we enter stage seven. He is returning home, but he's not going to lay down and take it like that, is he? Nope. Maybe. Maybe ever after some time of moping around and being sad, suddenly he's going to get an idea or he's going to finally take action. What does he do, Andrew? He goes and tries to he goes back to where he met the possum and starts looking for the possum's family. 
All right. So we get a possum army. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, army might be a bit strong. I mean, I mean, like a, three of them, but still. <laughs> yeah. Like a like a squad, uh, a, a contingent, a contingent of possums. They just get like the grossest animals they <laughs> can find. It's just, just like the legion of outcasts. <laughs> you got. He got one one raccoon who's who like who, who like, who's like half of his face got clipped by a car one night, so he's all like jacked up. But he's a swell dude. But like, if you saw him on the street, you'd be like, "Whoa!" You got you, know? you got the pigeons like missing a foot, right? Yeah, <laughs> that all these one, guys. That one pigeon leg is swole though, because he doesn't. <laughs> His, cause his wings are a little jacked up too, cause he's living in the city. You know, he's had bad run-ins with things that mess up wings, so yeah, he's so, like just hopping around on his little little pigeon peg leg. Poor guy. <laughs> okay, so they they have they've he's made a change of heart. He's gathered allies. They go to the pound or whatever. They rescue the possum and the cat, and they return to the dumpster in stage eight where everything has changed and been established. And now they're all dumpster diving together. And it doesn't matter what they find because in the they end found each other and scene. Boom. So there it, there it is, man. Uh, there's the, so um, the circle is also divided into two halves. Okay. The top half being order and the bottom half being chaos. Order, ah. order includes steps one, two, three, and eight. Uh, because in eight we return home, right? So that's mm. our that's our act three. Um, so he really kind of covers act three in stages like seven and eight, right? Hmm. Um, and he covers act one in stages one, two, and three, and then of course the rest is is you know everything else. So uh, you know act two. <laughs> Um, and then, and it, it's also a colorful, pretty little wheel, at least the one I found, uh, mm. which I think is great. So, uh, once again, the review stages one through eight go like this. You need go search, find, take, return, change. Wow. Right. Lot. <laughs> it's, a, it's very simple. So it is. So I made an assignment, uh, for my students where right underneath the circle, uh, I put like just eight lines that are blank and numbered, you know, and then I just say, okay, you're making like a D and D story, a very loose plot. I only gave you so much room to write because I don't want you to write, you know, big giant paragraphs for each of these. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, you know, who are we? What do we need? Where are we going to go? Right. Just one quick sentence. And then the rest of it is going to be largely riffing. Okay. Hmm. And, and, uh, especially for like early on to like do, do a plot. So again, there's like two ways to try to do, uh, DMing, right? Hmm. Uh, there's plot and there's plotless. We've talked about this before. Right. So in, in a more plot driven campaign, the players are going through the plot. If you're really good, you're focusing on the players of the, as the protagonists and you're trying to help them overcome their stuff, but it's really easy to like get off track and like eventually just get them through your narrative. Yeah. Um, which is fine for a game, right? Um, the other option is plotless, um, which is, uh, where you're just reacting to what the players are doing and you're really only controlling the cause and effect. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, um, either way, knowing the circle or any sort of storytelling structure is going to be useful in that situation because you, you need to sit and think about how the session went and what decisions were made in order to accurately change the, the, the world and the scene for the next uh, time that you're playing. Right. right? Um, perhaps more importantly, or just as importantly, I'm not sure I haven't decided yet. The players need to be aware of story structure because Mm. they play the part of protagonist. Okay. And so we really don't have stories if they're not about protagonists. Right. And so if they're not really familiar with how story structure works, they may have some difficulty finding that thing in the game that is going to uh, help them feel like they've had a fulfilled experience. Like a lot of times something just hits right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and they're not even sure why. 
it's like because this is part of the journey that you are sort of subconsciously very familiar with, even if you don't realize it. Right. Mm. So when like if you're thinking about this between sessions as both player and GM, you can try to kind of think about what the next beat ought to be. Right. Uh, Or at least how it should feel. Then the difficult part would be like working out the details of what that's going to look like. Um, but again, when you're doing that prep, either way, whether you're doing plot or plotless, try to keep it really short, short and sweet so Mm. that there is wiggle room for you to adapt and to let the moment kind of speak to you because what sounds right when you're sitting down and, and writing and really trying to knock it out may feel completely off. The moment that that energy is happening between you and the players mm. or you and your GM, right? And something different might need to happen and you need to like have the freedom to feel like you can go there. Yeah. So I, so I think I, I thought I thought you'd appreciate that because it's like somewhere in between where you and I often are. Yeah, I, th- I feel like this is very much up Rob Hans's alley of, mm-hmm. you know, his. His whole philosophy is mainly like you prep when you're prepping, you're prepping characters and places, but mm-hmm. you're not prepping events right. where you bait and and just knowing those things and then having story structure in your head in terms of like these are the kinds of scenes that that need to be coming up next. Basically, wherever the players are taking the story, you can adapt the setting and Mm -hmm. the NPCs to what you need in the moment. So you're basically making yourself a a grab bag toolbox of like, okay, if I need, you know, depending on where the players are at, what they're doing, I just choose the appropriate NPC for wherever they are at to, you know, either complicate things or to help resolve things or, you know, to give the players something to bounce off that's appropriate depending on where they are within that story arc structure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then you said something interesting there and it reminded me of how things are in, uh, in fate where they describe things in terms of scenes. Right. And, and not plots right now. What's the difference between uh, plot and scene? So I was watching um, a, a a video essay that were, that it was talking about the rise of Skywalker, mm. and uh, they were making this distinction that, and they were saying that J.J. Uh, Abrams struggles with um, over plotting everything, mm. but not allowing scenes to happen, uh, which is to say. It, you know, and it's a it's a matter of speaking, but what what they're basically trying to say is that we're we're always going from thing to thing to thing to thing. Cool stuff's happening. People are explaining stuff, you know. But the 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 uh, I almost said the players, but <laughs> the characters <laughs> don't don't have time to like let moments like land oh. or a lot, especially when it comes to things like grief. They often get glossed over or the consequences get reversed or something happens and it's all in the name of fun right yeah and so like where is the scene where you have the two characters you know really reacting to stuff working out their problems talking about how they feel being open and passionate and vulnerable you know versus oh no now we have to go find this MacGuffin now we have to go find the key to the other MacGuffin and now we've got to Oh my gosh, we just happened to land in the place we need to be at the, the right time. Isn't that great? Uh, oh, look, a funny puppet. Anyway, moving on. Now uh, I have a, this girlfriend. We like each other because we're both attractive. Moving on. And oh, right. Yeah. And so like when we want to play out a scene, we want to answer what Robert was talking about when he was saying a story question. Right? Yep. And what I one thing I noticed about the story circle is that it, it, it basically takes you through a series of questions that you need to ask and have answered. Um, mm. You know, wh- who am I when we're establishing the pro- protagonist? Right. What What's their life like? 
And then then the second one being need something isn't right. So are they going to be able to figure out what they need and how to get it? And then they need to go. Are they going to have the courage and the will and the opportunity to go? Mm. Or do they need to find some strange way? And are they going to successfully do that? You know, everything in here, go search, find, take can be, you know, structured to answer these questions and to to remind ourselves to present them. Mm. That's that's really great. They Mm. mm. I I never really thought about the um, the new Star Wars movies in quite that way and having you lay them out like that like i totally see what you're talking about and yeah it yeah to to me the rise of skywalker is the most frustrating movie Mm. of of the star wars canon and it's one of the most frustrating movies i've ever seen period Mm. um because it is just it's go 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 but you're not given time or opportunity to care about any of it Mm. right like you know daisy ridley can freaking act okay i'll just say it right here i don't think that she was ever the problem with any of those films right um she is she has definitely got skills um you know the the issue for me was always in the script Mm. and you know that movie in particular like people always talk about the last jedi because that's the most like controversial but i think like objectively the worst movie in all of star wars is is the rise of skywalker Mm. um because it is just a mess it's nothing but plot it's nothing but coincidence and mcguffins Mm. and pointless characters and just explosions and big set pieces and all of this stuff is happening and I'm not feeling anything, you know, it's mm. it, same thing kind of happened in the Snyder movies for me. Like Superman dies. I don't care. That's a terrible thing. I remember Superman dying in the comics when I was a kid and feeling that right. Yeah. And then he comes back and then like, I didn't feel anything there either, you mm. know, because of course he's going to come back. Like did nobody ever doubted. Yeah. You know, when when Iron Man dies, you also knew that Robert Downey Jr. was on his way out and you were like, this is it, man. Yeah, that's done. And that's why whenever I see one of these like clickbait, you know, things pop up, they're like, Robert Downey Jr. is going to come back. I'm like, first of all, I doubt it. And second of all, please don't. You know right. what I mean? Because that would just so cheapen everything. Just that undermine well, the whole thing. Yeah, so I don't I think it's worth analyzing and comparing a lot of films to the story circle. Uh some of the movies I like to talk about in class are Shrek and Moana because like Shrek they're very is a great example. It's a wonderful example. Almost everybody has seen Shrek, almost everybody has seen Moana and like they're excellent movies and the other thing is they do all of these things very very clearly. Mm. Like it's really easy to pick out where our, where these stages are and what happens. It's easy to understand that Shrek thinks he wants to be alone in the swamp and ultimately learns that he needs to have, you know, friends and loved ones. Right. right. And, you know, he goes out to get the princess originally to bring her back to Lork fart quad. And on the way he realizes that he actually wants her for himself. Yeah. Right. But he doesn't think that anyone really could love him so at the first sign of trouble um he he, basically self-sabotages he self-sabotages yeah and you know because he overhears something which by the way is a a trope i actually hate me too thank (laughs) you oh my god like they come in on the worst part of the conversation they assume the rest and they walk out Sad yeah, and like like they like they wouldn't stop for a second and go gee I wonder if anything came before that or after or after like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take this real time soundbite and base a whole lot of really important decisions on that soundbite and not talk to the other person at all before I make any of those decisions. Like, you, know, you just described how, like, most Americans interface with politics, by the way. Oh, my goodness. I, it's, oh. it's no different than when Shrek overhears Fiona talking. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> friggin' infuriating. Um, 
You know, speaking of Shrek, I don't know if you've <laughs> seen. I don't know if you've seen this, but I I hope you have. Have you seen the most recent yes Puss in Boots movie, The yes. Last Wish? Holy cow, was that good? <laughs> yeah, it was like I was like a Puss in Boots movie. Here we go, another cash grab. Yeah. Then I sit down and watch it, and I'm like, why is this good? <laughs> wow. Like, it's really good. My- why, why did Puss in Boots hit me harder than The la- than the, the Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> you know? Like, what the hell? Because he's your favorite fearless hero. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> he is now. <laughs> he is now, but, you know. Watch. Boom! Like, and I, I love Death, man. Death is so he freaking was so cool. good. He's a great bad guy. Oh man, he was like, he was. You don't even hate him, you know. He's just awesome. No, oh, you see him and you're like, <laughs> that dude is about it. Like, he knows <laughs> what his whole thing is, and he is unapologetic. <laughs> and nobody's like, oh, yeah. we gotta stop that guy, or. Like, you know, oh, don't worry about him or like no one's hyping him up. It's just he he's just this force of nature that's yeah, just is. inevitable. Yeah. And oh, man, just the the atmosphere. Highly was, recommend. Oh, so the, good. The last wish. That was the so, first movie that we took our kids to. Really? You hadn't taken your kids to a movie yet? Nope. Interesting. We we had a, a, there was a a sneak preview, kind of like what I mentioned uh, Uh happened with the D&D movie. They, that theater does that kind of thing for a lot of movies where they'll do like an, like a a screening of it, like within a month before it comes out. And we got the opportunity to go see Puss and uh, took, took the kids and my son, like he, he loves Puss in Boots. Like he, he, we made him like a little screen printed T-shirt with Puss wearing the hat. He's got his sword out and stuff. He's looking all cool. And my little boy, like he'll, he'll put on his rain boots and we got him a black <laughs> cape and a black hat. We put like, we took like a, like a plastic palm leaf <laughs> and painted it yellow, like the feather and stuck that in there. And he'll just like, he is Puss and boot. <laughs> and man, we took him and he loved it. And I was I was ready for it to be like the previous Puss and Boots movie that came out like like Very ways back. And I was like, yawn. Yeah. Like, man. Like the less good Shrek. Oh like, like yeah. I mean, a lot of people like Shrek too, but I you know, the other two are just awful in my right. opinion. Right. They um, they were I mean they I thought they were fun enough. They all had their moments, but I mean, just it's hard to come back from such a high point. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, the, the post and boots movie was quite good. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking out the D and D movie. I think it comes out tonight actually for for where I am. I think it is out. So maybe I'll try to catch it this weekend and we can do like a proper, uh, review or something, you know, like really dive in and talk about it. Yeah, um, that'd be fun. So I think people would like that, right? I I I don't care. I would like it, and it's my show. <laughs> it's our show. <laughs> like we do what we want, baby. Hell yeah! All right. Anyone listening to this show who thinks who <laughs> somehow thought that we wouldn't have an episode where we talk about the D and D movie, yeah, be paying attention. <laughs> yeah, we did an MCU tier list, even though literally no one wanted that, <laughs> right? I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to agree with that so quickly. <laughs> like even Andrew didn't want to do it. But I was like, like, we're nobody doing this. Wanted that. I was like, correct, correct. Was, oh my god. <laughs> and nobody appreciated the results. You know, it's just. <laughs> oh man, it was perfect. <laughs> it was flawless. Um. Anyway, that's all I got, man. I think that that's good. Why yeah. don't you? Uh, why don't you take us away? Take it home. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for hanging out with us tonight. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the show or in, have enjoyed past shows, cons- please consider supporting us over on the Patreon over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. And if you can't support us, well, I suppose also if you can um, talk about us with your friends, 
tell them about the show. Share the love and, you know, send send uh, send a bit of it our way if you can. And in the meantime, think about your story structure. Think about how you are putting together the stories that you try to create an experience with your friends as you're playing and try to integrate this stuff and see how it goes. And if you can, let us know how it goes. Um, and that's pretty much it for this week. So until next time, stay inspired. Bye. 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 <laughs>